Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. Okay, happy Wednesday. I hope everyone's having a fab week, and you enjoyed last week's episode with my friend Tiana from Pop Style TV as we discussed the best and worst of 2022 in pop culture. Um, okay, so for this week, okay, it's been a little bit of a weird week for me. I've just been getting back into the groove of um, working and writing and, you know, all that stuff, and I, like, can't seem to catch up on sleep, which is kind of annoying. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, when you're just like, you have a lot on your mind and then you take a sleeping pill or something and it, it does the opposite. I've done that like twice in a row and it's freaking killing me anyway. Um, okay. For this week, I have veteran sports broadcaster. He's on the NFL network now, Chris Rose. Holy moly. I, okay, I had heard of Chris Rose and I thought he'd be an interesting guest just because he has a podcast he was promoting and he also has a new show, or it's not new, it's a new season of a show called BattleBots on Discovery Plus. And Chris honestly ended up being one of my favorite people to talk to ever just because he was so personable and oh my gosh, just such a cool guy. Loved listening to him talk, loved listening to his answers, um, really thoughtful, but we have a great talk. I mean, at one point, I don't know why I was like nervous. He's like, how old are your kids? I'm like, five and seven. My kids are four and six. I have no clue why I said that. Um, I feel like an idiot. But anyway, <laughs> he like made me a little nervous, you know? But um, yeah, no, you're going to love him. And then um, my other guest, Ebony K. Williams, who is an attorney, a broadcaster. She was on Fox. She had a radio show on WABC, where I also used to work, huh? funny enough. Um, and now she has a podcast. It's called Holding Court. So, oh, and she's, uh, did I say she's an attorney? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, she is just like a badass woman. Uh, super, super empowering. I love talking to her. She really... Uh, she, she helped me, you know, I, I don't talk about this on the podcast too often, but I definitely, um, didn't end on the best terms with the radio station. They, I, I said something on the air that they didn't love because, and I, I really took to that, like, just because I was a female, they didn't love that I said it. And it was really shocking to me. I worked very hard there. I, I loved working there. I loved my job. And then because of what I said on the air, they ended up terminating me. And I said to myself, you know, I'm not going to make a thing about this, but I know that if a man said it, it would be a lot different, um, the entire situation. So we did discuss that a little bit. And, you know, I thought about the whole thing after. I was like, maybe I should just delete that because, I don't know, is it inappropriate for me to discuss, you know, whatever. And then I was like, no, like, screw it. Like, I... I didn't do anything wrong. So I'm just going to talk about it. And, you know, they're lucky I didn't do anything legally. So um, anyway, so what I'm going to do, guys, is I'm going to play both interviews in a row with a short break in between. And then I will close out the show like usual. So uh, without further ado, here is Chris Rose. Oh, and then Ebony K. Williams. Hi, how are you? 
I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Good, 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 good. Okay, so I'm going to be perfectly honest, Chris. I am fascinated by you um, because of the simple fact that you are in media and you are a broadcaster. I know nothing about sports. And that is, it's a, a very obvious fact about me. I'm, I'm pretty much entertainment theater and, and, you know, obviously podcasting and whatnot. But um, I love, I love your work and I love everything that you do. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But that's good. Listen, it's okay. There's people, it's funny, whether I've come in contact with people I just meet or eventually mm -hmm. become friends, they're like, yeah, I'm not much of a sports fan. That's right. okay. Like, that, that's okay. There's things I'm sure that you're super interested in that I haven't had much. That doesn't mean I can't learn. Doesn't mean I yes. won't find you interesting. Yes. That's okay. Okay, well, thank you for saying that. Um, but no, you you're very you're just very busy. I really respect that. You have a new series um on Discovery that actually premieres tonight, January 5th at 8 p.m. You have a podcast. Am I correct on the podcast? I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. Um Yes. Yeah, what so is that a called? Couple of them. They're, okay. they're baseball podcasts. There's one called Baseball Today and one called The Rose Rotation, which are with John Boy Media, which has become kind of a big baseball influencer okay. over the last several years okay okay so should i is there any that i should listen to if i'm maybe you know just dipping my 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 toes into the sports world so the, the rose rotation is probably a little more geared toward you because it is an okay. interview show uh, i have a half dozen active major league baseball players as my rotating co-hosts Cool. And uh, we just kind of follow their journey. You know, we do mm -hmm. talk some baseball, but we talk a lot more about life. And and then I also try and get guests on from the world of Major League Baseball. And, you know, it's more story time and just their thoughts on what's going on in life. And we kind of zig when we should be zagging and <laughs> all that sort of fun stuff that pod the podcast world lets you get into. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I actually, it's funny you say that. I actually love that. I just, you were bringing back memories for me when I was a, a freshman in college, I went to school in, in New York city and, um, and I still live here actually, but we, I worked at this restaurant and you know, who used to come in all the time is, um, Jason Giambi from, he played on the Yankees. Obviously, you know him. I mean, oh, oh. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, do you know, Jason Giambi? <laughs> so, um, I mean, he is a, he is a legendary one because he had one of the most amazing quotes. I'm not so sure. Well, what the heck? We're on a podcast, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to say his quote. Yes. This say is, it. You see, this is the area where if you're on linear, if you're on linear television, you really can't say it. But when you're on a podcast, you can. Jason right. Giambi, for people that don't know, was a very, very good baseball player, a former league MVP but he also loved to party. Mm. And when he started his <laughs> career in Oakland and they were all coming up together as a bunch of young guys who were in their early to mid twenties, all really good baseball players, good looking, fun type dudes. He said, listen, uh, we want to uh, party like rock stars, hit like all stars and bang like porn stars. And that was his quote. And I mean, I, I, my guess is, is that he lived it out pretty true. Chris, I, 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 yeah, I have so many stories for another day, but let's just say I was, um, I was about 19 when I first met him and, um, 
it was a lot of like, hey, Lauren, are your friends coming by? I'm like, ew. I'm like, I don't even know who you are. You're just like some guy with a big neck. I really, I don't understand. Um, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, oh my gosh. But he did, he did bring a very nice woman around with him at the time. I don't remember if it was, it was his wife or not. And he also brought his trainer whose name was Bobby Alejo, I remember. Um, he was always with him. He was a great guy. And I think I ended up going on a date with like a relief pitcher or something. Isn't that so funny? It's very funny how, uh, how yeah, Whoa. I know how life works Whoa. out. You got a name for me? Uh, I believe it was like, was it Tanyan Sturts? Does that sound familiar? Yes. Does it? Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I think that was him. We, he lived like right around the corner from me on 81st street. And he used to also come in and get the burger or something there. And, um, He's like, oh, do you want to go for a drink? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, do you know that I, I don't even know if I'm of legal age. Like, I don't even know. I think that maybe I was 21. I like just turned 21. I think he maybe was late thirties, but um, I, I wasn't impressed. I mean, I, I don't remember being like, oh yeah. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. But, um, That's okay. You know, but that is, that is remarkable that you ended up going on a date with Tanyan Sturtz. I mean, okay. I don't this know. Is I, good. But like, but like, Chris, again, it's like, I'm from, I'm also from New Hampshire. I think my parents at the time would have been a little more excited if I wanted a date with like Johnny Damon or like, I don't know, Kevin Euclid or something. But um, I mean, are they still around? I don't even know. Yeah. But anyway, tell me about BattleBots tonight, that premieres tonight. Yes. So for people that haven't seen BattleBots before, uh, we are just starting our seventh season. So where you been? Um, <laughs> it is a pair of 250 pound robots they get inside of a bulletproof glass cube and fight each other to the death during a three-minute fight. And wow. it is amazing because you have some of the most incredible engineers getting together, uh, but they're just normal people that have day jobs like you and me, and then this is their passion project off to the side. And it's really fascinating stuff. To me, it's one of the few shows that is digestible for the entire family. Like, hmm. do you have kids? I do, I do. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff that's geared toward kids, and okay. it's great for them, but you get bored to tears after, like, 35 seconds. And then there's <laughs> some stuff that's geared toward adults, and you don't want your kids anywhere near the screen. Okay. This is one of the rare shows where you can watch it if you're 8 or you're 78, mm. and you're going to get just as much enjoyment because who doesn't love seeing stuff blown up and yeah. nobody gets hurt. It's perfect. I, I agree. I agree. So, okay. So this is, I mean, I'm always looking for, for new shows for my kids and for all of us to watch together. So this is really, we actually just started the Food Network, which seems to be like a family type of, of thing. So this could be good. So is this, this is Discovery, the app or the actual channel? So, you know, on, it is on linear and it's okay. on eight o'clock Eastern. Okay. Uh, every Thursday, so mark that down. And okay. if for some reason you can't make it to your television in time, mm. it is streaming on Discovery Plus as well. So, okay, so you, know, this you can is, have to both worlds. Good. Okay, this is this is what I need to know because things are so confusing now with between streaming services and and live TV, and it's just like I don't know where to watch anything. So this is very very helpful. Thank you. Um, now just, I'm going to tell you, here's what's yes. going to happen, Lauren. Here's what's <laughs> okay. going to happen. You're going to watch tonight. You're going to watch it with your kids who are going to love it. Okay. And okay. they're going to be like, oh, my God, Mom. Why haven't we been watching this 
before. And so you're going to be like, that's Ooh. because I didn't know my friend Chris, who, of course, knows Tanyan Sturts before today. <laughs> he just didn't, you know, we didn't know each other, but now we do. Okay, Chris, I love your confidence, my friend here. Um, so we will see. I mean, my kids are are like five and seven or, or close to that. So I feel like, Perfect. okay, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Um, go ahead. I'm telling you, that is the wheelhouse. That is exactly <laughs> you. And you'll be amazed. Okay. You and, and your husband and your two kids are going to love yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. You heard it here, guys. Chris Rose said we are going to love BattleBots. So it's on. I'm literally going to like hunt you down and find you and be like, okay, you're right. Or I'll be like, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but Chris, so just no. quickly, yeah, um, I, I'm because I am, I am just, again, I, I, I love what you do. I love the world of broadcasting. What, you know, we, we all saw on Monday night, you know, what happened with DeMar Hamlin. And I feel like I would be just remiss if I didn't bring that up. But what, what is the craziest mm -hmm. thing that you have actually seen, like when you are reporting live? I mean, that, that to me, I don't know anything about sports. And my husband was like, this never happens. It hasn't happened for like, you know, 50 years yeah. or something like that. So just tell me like, what, you know, what do you, what do you do in situations like this as a broadcaster and have you experienced anything, um, you know, maybe similar to this? Nothing, nothing like that. Nothing. No, I mean, we're talking about a, a young man going into cardiac arrest and I think instead of saying, well, have I experienced anything? I, I think I'd like to leave you with this, mm -hmm. which is out of tragedy. I think that there's, there's always some positives, whether it's a learning experience or anything else. Mm -hmm. And I think we've learned that most of the world is really good. Most people who even cover football for a living did not know about Mar Hamlin. They didn't even know his name before Monday. Wow. And now look at his toy drive charity. It had less than $100,000 in it before Monday's incident. It now has more than $7 million in it because people were that moved. They were that touched. They wanted to do something. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think if there's anything about it, we learn that we're pretty good people and that Sports are an important part of what we do in society. It allows us to have a release, a rooting interest, community, things of that nature. But at the same time, we have to understand and respect that there are young men and young women that put their lives and their health on the line so that we can be entertained. And we just have to respect the hell out of it. Wow. I, um, I, I truly didn't, I didn't think of it that way. And Chris, I'm going to say something to you right now. I, I really, again, I, I, I said to you, I don't know much about sports, but I, I really respect you. You've been really one of my favorite people to talk to ever. You're very, you're just a, you're a great person. Honestly, you're very, very intelligent, very cool. So yeah, thank you. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom weight uses psychology. That's why they say, Losing weight starts with your brain, but it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. 
And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Hey, Lauren, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Happy 2023. Exactly. Happy New Year. I'm doing great. Thank you. So I know all about you. You were one of my favorites um, on Housewives of New York, and I don't really watch the show very much, but when I did, <laughs> you were definitely one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> I know. Sorry, I don't. I'm very open about Thank that. Thank you. I, yeah, no, I don't. No, I don't watch. it's so... It, I, feel no way about that. Trust me. I, okay. I totally get it. You are a busy working woman. Totally <laughs> well, well, it's, it's funny. Um, I do, I watch like one or two reality shows, but again, I've caught a few episodes and, um, you are a pretty incredible person. I mean, you are in, so intelligent. You are so smart. You are so driven and you're so well-spoken. So, I mean, that clearly has, taking you to where you are now. So tell me about your podcast, Holding Court. I cannot wait to listen to this. Yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it, Lauren. It is, um, it is a marriage of my kind of two career paths. Mm-hmm. Um, one as an attorney, I, I practiced criminal defense law for many years. And then, of course, uh, as a journalist and broadcaster. So what I do is I break down these legal headlines, right? We all see them, whether it's Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez or... Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, whatever's going on, right? When we see our celebs in court in, in whatever capacity, right? And we we break it down, like what does this stuff even mean, right? Like people mm-hmm. are throwing around words like perjury or contempt of court or you know probation. Uh, I, I I break that down in a way that everyday people can really understand it, like really get it. What's the mm-hmm. consequence of that? But then how does it apply in like everyday people's lives? Um, because you'd be surprised. While thank God we're not all going to criminal court every day, we are <laughs> dealing with child support, divorce, custody, yeah. wills and estates, trust, you know, contract, landlord-tenant agreements, right? Yeah, and we, yeah. We touch on all of that too, Lauren. So, um, okay. and then my co-host is brilliant and hysterical, Justin Ross, and we have a lot of laughs and good times as well. So it's entertaining. We call Ooh. it infotainment. It's super entertaining, um, and thank God people learn a lot too. Yeah. I mean, I love this stuff just because I'm also, I'm not, I don't want to say fascinated, but obviously I'm, um, pretty basic and I'm obsessed with true crime also because you know, who isn't at this point? Um, so I love, yeah, yeah, I love hearing about all of that stuff. And, you know, I do, I am very close, um, with, uh, a couple criminal defense attorneys in New York city who really have opened my eyes, I would say in terms of like, looking at cases a bit differently. Like we, as the public, we're like, oh my gosh, this person is Mm -hmm. evil. How could they do that? And they're not saying that this person's not evil. They're just saying, look at it this way. So I have so much respect for that. Yeah, listen, it, and, and, and narrative is such a part of the law. Um, you know, I, I like to say before I told stories as a journalist, I told stories as a lawyer. You know, mm. that, that's our job. Our job is to uh, create, <clears throat> create arguments um, yeah. and, and take the facts that, that that part you can't change, right? The facts are the facts. So how do I take these facts and, and create a narrative that's in the best interest of 
my client, whether that's a defendant or if, if you're a prosecutor, that is the, the state or the, the county that you're, you know, working on behalf of. So yeah. it, it's all really kind of the same art form, if you will. It's storytelling, it's narrative creation. Um, and then thank God in the, in the criminal system, well, the system period, the justice system, rather, yeah. uh, a judge and jury, then they decide. Right, like that's the yes. beauty of the system, right? You you yes. do you do your job, I do my job, and then and then the trier of fact makes the decision, and then and I hate it by society accepts that. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, it's, it's crazy because I, you know, I, I do believe somewhat in the justice system, obviously it's flawed. And, you know, I I have to say though, I sound crazy, but ever since let's say 2020, I've, I really haven't had a lot of faith um, in the government and in the justice system. And, and so I do enjoy listening to, and, and listening to people like you talk about this stuff on podcasts and, and, you know, right now. So, um, I do, I want to bring up the fact that this is just very funny. Um, you worked at 77 WABC. I also worked there. Yeah, um, yeah I did entertain. Oh, amazing. Well, you worked with Curtis. Is that right? That is right. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Curtis can't right. have a co. Yeah, you guys, that that probably didn't work. I don't yeah, know much. It was, but- it, was it, it, it was, yeah, that, that yeah. didn't work too well. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a, yeah. a crazy ride, but. I've often spent my career long working with some pretty uh, intense, crazy men. So, you know, I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I'll just, I'll just share. I'll share with you right now. That place is a motherfucking boys club. I'm sorry. I will say it out loud. I got fired from that place for literally no reason. I was one of the hardest working employees there. I did not take legal action because I did not want to be that woman that was like, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. poor me. So that was a very, that was a very, um, hard time for me in, in decision-making, right? Because yeah, it can be very traumatizing. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, but you make a good point. Like, um, you didn't take legal action because, you know, we didn't want everything that comes with that, the presumptions that people make around yes. people, women, you know, oppress people that, that take legal action. And listen, I've, I've, trust me, I've been there uh, many, many, many times in my career, Lauren. So I'll tell you this just kind of like off the record, but obviously we're on the record as well as the podcast. <laughs> it is, it is, I can tell by your voice that you are a relatively young woman in terms of your career, right? Mm-hmm. Like we got a long runway in front of us. Yeah. I feel that sometimes legal action is, is the only way to go. However, wow. I do believe in weighing, but sometimes you need to weigh that against the rest of the opportunities that can be jeopardized if you pursue litigation at this point, right? So I've had a few places that I've worked in my career um, where litigation was on the table, and I would have probably been very successful in my litigation. I'm talking about millions of dollars. Wow. But then what? Then what? Then, Then where do you go from there? And unfortunately... You know, the real-life examples, whether it's Gretchen Carlson, whether it's, mm-hmm. like, you know, unfortunately, you know, those people tend to not work again. I um, know. Exactly. Is it not, you know, yeah, we get to debate that, but I can tell you people don't tend to like to work with people that they feel uh, are potentially uh, litigious. And, yes. And uh, that's yes. the reality, and it's something, listen, any good lawyer will tell you that on the front end. Like, listen, mm-hmm. we can sue these bastards. We can get you whatever, 500000 $2 million, you name your number. Yeah. But then just be prepared to probably do something else for the rest of your life. And exactly. And that's unfortunately the, 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 the balance that we have to, you know, kind of navigate. Yeah, I don't, I, I was not about to do that. I mean, I, 
I felt like I got, you know, I, it was a great opportunity. I learned a lot. I really enjoyed working with Bernie McGurk and, you know, and Sid and everything, but, um, Oh, I talked to Sid this morning. Yeah. Oh, we did a radio so interview this morning. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. That's so funny. I'm going to see him this weekend. I love Sid. I loved, you know, and I'm friends with everyone. Yeah, Sid, was, Sid, was, Sid was always like exceptionally, um, good. Like he was just an exceptionally good person over there. Well, he is, but Ebony, you know that like he says 10 times worse every day than what I said on the air for getting fired. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, yeah, Yeah, it's yes. Yes. So that's why I'm just like, okay, like whatever guys, I, you know, my friends still work here. This is their place of business. Um, what happened to me seriously was unfair, but again, I'm not going to make it hard on everybody else. And, and like you said, I want to work. I don't, I don't want to be known mm-hmm. as this damaged goods girl that's just going to go and turn around and sue you because, you know, but I will say it hurt. It hurt. And I didn't like that my voice wasn't heard. Um, but it actually, you know, it helped talking to you. I feel like I said a therapy session. <laughs> no, it's because you know what? I've been there. And do you know what the good news is, Lauren? And I really believe in this. Yeah. Your voice is being heard now on yeah. your side. I, I tell young people this. I tell black people. I tell anybody, queer people. Any person that, that falls outside of that, like, extremely rigid, like, white male heteronorm, uh-huh. um, which, you know, kind of is a centered um, space in media and everywhere else in America. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, you know what? Owning your own platform, having the, the, the bossness to say, mm-hmm. okay, now I get to say what I want, when I want, and how I want to say it, is the most liberating and empowering yes. thing in the world. I'm going to tell you something. Those platforms, whether it's WABC or Oscaroni, any platform that does not make space for voices like ours, they do so at their own peril. Yeah. They will find themselves culturally and relevantly extinct in a matter of time. So, girl, don't yeah. even worry about it. Trust That's, me on that. that makes Trust me, me feel that. better. <laughs> it makes me feel better. Um, I mean, and listen, mm-hmm. I'm doing... I'm doing just fine. They know I'm doing just fine, but still a part of me gets really angry that they, they kind of think that they, they got one on me, but that's just me being a hothead. You know what I mean? That's just me like being an asshole. Um, It's also, it's no, it's no, it's you being like kind of innately steeped in justice and fairness. But I will tell you, my mom kind of raised me to be like, listen, girl, you know, you're a black girl from South in America. It ain't going to be fair. But what you can do is navigate a rigged system to your benefit. And I think right. that's what you're doing with your podcast. That's certainly mm-hmm. what I'm doing with my show and all the other materials that I have that I own. How nice. Yeah. You, know? you own them. Hello. Yes. No, I love that. Tired. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Navigating yeah. a rigged system through my own voice. That is. That's it. Yeah, that's truly amazing. And just, just to wrap things up a little bit, just because it's kind of getting out of hand right now um, with the whole, you know, Me Too movement, um, people starting to sue, like, big companies like Paramount and obviously Steven Tyler for things that happened decades ago. What do you make of that right now? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I I was talking to somebody about this this morning. I mean, listen, on the one hand, I do believe in like rules back laws. That's what we call them. Like New York, for instance, just passed one, um, you know, that gives survivors one year, um, just right now, this, this year only, to look back and, and, and file uh, against a sexual um, assault uh, per- perpetrator uh, that, that might have happened a million years ago. So I, mm-hmm. I think there's some space for it, Lauren. That, yeah. that said, I think when it comes to what the damages look like around those cases, because these are all civil lawsuits and things like that, so the money, right, what does yeah. the payout yes. look like in those? 
I do think you've got to weigh what was kind of beyond the pale at the time of the incident versus what we now in 2023 would consider as beyond the pale because we can't not take into account the evolution of society on these mm. issues. So mm. I think you kind of got to, if you, if you will, prorate it, if you will. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, yeah. that's very interesting. I mean, for me, I was just thinking about uh, the parents, I guess. Like I was like, where, I mean, yes, hold these, these companies responsible, but also you have parents. Like I'm not letting my kids do anything like that. I mean, you want my daughter nude at 16 for Romeo and Juliet? Find another actress, yo. Like, I'm not doing that. So that's it's so sort true, of, but yeah. here's the here's the problem with that though, Lauren, is you've got parents, unfortunately, because and I wasn't in Romeo and Juliet, but I, I did do some child acting and modeling. And luckily my mother was, you know, kind of, you know, really diligently protective of me. That's not every parent. How these parents are so thirsty themselves and desperate <laughs> for the money and the fame. But say, I'm just a girl, you know, it's true. And that they will sell out their own children for their detriment. And so, but then that's not that child's fault, right? So I do think that the victim gets compensation. Now, you can make an argument that they could recover from a negligent parent as well, yeah. right? Like so yeah. Maybe there's an, uh, an opportunity to recover damages from a parent who failed their duty to care and protect. And I think that, that could be interesting as well. That's how I feel. I do feel like so much of it is on the mm -hmm. parents. Um, but Ebony, I want everyone to listen to Holding Court, your new podcast, um, uh, or the new season. Is it a new season? I'm sorry. Is yeah, or is it's it a new season? Okay. No, you're fine. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. New season. New season. Mm -hmm. new season. Um, I can't wait to listen. I'm so excited. It's been so lovely talking with you. Um, really, how can people find you if they want to follow you? Absolutely, Lauren. Y'all, please follow me on Instagram. I'm a, I'm a millennial slash boomer, so I'm on Instagram only. Um, <laughs> Ebony, E-B-O-N-I, Tay Williams, and I'm, you know, there all the time doing lives and chatting, and yes, I do answer my own DMs, so. Oh, love it. I love that so much that you say that I answer my own DMs, because that's a thing, guys. That's I a do. Thing. <laughs> that is a thing. That is oh, a thing. Oh, my gosh. No, awesome. I love well, it. Congratulations, I love it so Lauren. Much. Seriously. Yeah. Okay, Ebony. Yeah. Well, thank you so Take much. This has been so great. It was so nice talking to you. You too, darling. I do think you'll like the podcast, so check it out when you're ready. I can't wait. Holding court, Ebony K. Williams. Okay, guys. Well, that was Chris Rose and Ebony Williams. Um, I think that you know what I mean when I thought about deleting part of my conversation with Ebony. <laughs> I was like, eh, nope. You know what? I'm proud of this and I'm just going to say my piece. So, um, okay. Well, if you like this episode, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple and or wherever you listen. Uh, and yeah, give me a good rating, please. I need more ratings. Anyway, thanks for listening. Until next time.